The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey there. (laughs) And we wish you all a happy 156th anniversary of the victory at Gettysburg, which of course is what we were all celebrating yesterday, right? For Thanksgiving, right? That's it? Well, I was anyways. Four score and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the idea of Thanksgiving as a national holiday in November yeah. is, was, was Lincoln's idea during the war to oh. celebrate, commemorate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much less icky than celebrating like uh, early contact between my Puritan ancestors and the uh, indigenous people who lived here who were ultimately, you know, killed and or displaced <laughs> from their homes by said ancestors. So, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. on, the, on the other hand, celebrating two armies fighting, one army fighting against slavery and the other fighting for it, and the army that's fighting against slavery won. So, you know, who doesn't like a victory over slavery? <laughs> you know? Do you want an answer to that? Because there are... There are... <laughs> I know there are people. Okay. And they're terrible people. Yes. <laughs> so we probably don't want to give them any airtime. Well, I don't. And, and, and in any event, it's a great sort of simple sorting thing, you know. Um, well, uh, uh, reminds me of something, and I'm going to mention our social medias here so because uh, so, it springs into that. But uh, we love to hear from you uh, anytime, certainly during the show. Jamra's going to make some kind of attempt to keep an eye on our various uh, contact streams such as civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, that's our email, at civilpoliticsfm, our Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio, our community there. You can also listen to previous episodes of this show on civilpoliticsradio.com and special supplemental episodes we've recorded as well. Oh-ho. So, Oh-ho! Uh, just part of the fine family of Planetside Productions podcasts which we can promote later. But uh, there was a, a, a little kerfuffle where uh, 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 Ted Cruz posted a uh, rebuke of, I think it was Chick-fil-A, because Chick-fil-A said, we're going to be donating to uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a... Oh, a, that's interesting. Yeah, a, a, you know, an, a, a, an institution that's been around for about 50 years, and they're, they're well known for their work in tracking... Uh, you know, neo-Nazis and the Klan and other white supremacist groups. Malicious. Yeah. And Ted Cruz posted saying, like, you know, Chick-fil-A, it's really not cool for you to, like, uh, uh, support an organization that hates your customer base. And many people, not just me, (laughs) sort of said, wait a minute, they— they look at, you know, they're tracking white hate groups. What what are you saying about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in, so. yeah. in two weeks when we have that guest um, writer in, 
uh, the, about the book. It'll be interesting because his one of his premises is that politicians create. Yeah, I uh, I've left the book in the other room, so I don't remember his <laughs> name. Clark is his last name. Okay, is that right? Uh, keep talking. I, I, I'll just go and grab it. Oh, there we go. Since we're, you know. Yeah, actually, John was going to post it, but in two weeks we have a, he's a, a Stanford University published um, UMass professor professor, yep. and it's he's got an interesting theory about comparisons of these times and other times. So I'll just sure. leave it at that. It would be awesome if we could remember the title of the book, though. Uh, Crisis is the title of the book with the S I S backwards, but his last name Delian Delian. Anyway. Um, Okay. The memory is old. I just read the book. You haven't read it yet. Cedric so. De, Le- De Leon. De Leon. That's Thank you. It. Yes. Um, but I just so he'll be here <laughs> talking with us in two weeks. Yeah. Crisis when political parties lose the consent to rule. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, that's good. Uh, uh, apropos. To, apropos for us. Yeah. For what you just said about um, Ted Cruz and sort of, you know, sort of the times that we're in. So we'll just leave that as a tease. So, but it should be really interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's certainly one of those um, one of those things that uh, is not only relevant to what we talk about on civil politics in general, but also there's there's the uh, the cliche has has emerged uh, about uh, people fighting over politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table, and you know the uh, uh, Uncle Frank or Uncle whatever, you know, being uh, being difficult and 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 you know showing up to rain on the parade with their yeah i um, angry views you weren't here yet but i was telling genre that i did i'm i'm the conservative republican at the family gathering because this is the other half of the family um but so i asked people who they liked among the democratic um candidates it was very interesting it was warren got most of the votes mm. then bernie mm-hmm. um one biden and then, of course, you know me and my Republican views. So I'll leave it at that. But it was very interesting. I was surprised. And the, of the Republicans, I know you don't you don't care for President Trump at all. So you you'd pick Bill Weld, I guess. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. I got to say, you know, I would pick Bill Weld. You probably Trump even too. you <laughs> probably even that, that is not a hard choice. <laughs> well, did you? You don't have to answer this, but did you vote for Baker? Did you vote for Weld when they were gov- You know, running for I governor. I voted for Weld in 1990 against yeah. John Silver. I think I mentioned. Did that you on the vote show for Romney and? Blah, blah, blah? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember how I voted. I'd, ha- I'd have to really yeah. think to remember how I voted in, you know, 94, 98, 2002, Jane so Swift, you couldn't because she didn't run. Right. Because um, Romney. And then the fellow, I'm drawing a blank on him, he was from Hudson, who took over after Romney. Salucci? Salucci, that's his name. Yeah, I, yeah I don't he's rem- passed away actually. He, oh, he passed away. I, I, I don't recall ever voting for Mr. Salucci. Yeah, but uh, I, I certainly did vote for Bill Weld in 1990 because I just looked at it. I thought, okay, well, he's, you know, he's a Republican. Sure, can't be bought. <laughs> but he seems he seems reasonably stable and sane, and you know, not you know, not cruel and not given to uncontrollable irrational fits of rage like John Silber, the Democratic <laughs> nominee. So I thought, well, all right. <laughs> of know. the two, yeah. yeah. Well, and he, I, I voted for the person who I didn't think, I genuinely was concerned about their mental health. Yeah. You know, that 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 made it very easy. <laughs> and, you know, I still don't have any questions about Mr. Weld's mental health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty solid citizen, in my opinion. Right. So, right. So I, I, I'm willing to give him a look far more 
than other uh, uh, you know, right-wing politicians. Of course, and, my party's busy canceling primaries and caucuses so that he can't even be on the ballot. So. Right. <laughs> and and you, was it you who sent me that email about the Florida Democratic Party oh, and, yeah. and, the, and getting on the ballot? Yeah, $25,000 payment to the party. To the party, yeah. It, aside from the signatures and all the other... It's, it's, it's outrageous. Uh, it's, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. 25,000? Oh, because you don't want a million candidates? No. Uh, well, one... Uh, Are the, you pushing back on the idea that, that, they, that they actually want the money? Or? Yeah, I mean, the... The, the party wants part the of, money, not... Well, no, no, no. I'm saying that the... That in, in our political system, and it's good that it's like this, I guess, but it's... But primaries are... They they aren't public things like now they are, but because we only have a two party system, they've become this thing run by the state. But you know they're voting for the leader of that club because parties are clubs. Yes, they are. So if if a party and and they they used to have to pay for their own primaries, the state didn't pay for the primary because it was. Uh, and only Republicans. If oh, they were... and the caucuses are very yeah, exactly. They're I run mean, that's by the, the thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the... that's why people want to go to primaries because they're more open and yeah. Democratic. I mean, I, small this D. is this is good. I, like as an independent, I'm glad that I can vote in the primary. But if if it, like when Bernie was running in 2016, and people were like, "Oh, he keeps trashing the party and everything," he's he's an independent. Yeah. Of course, the Democrats are going to screw with him. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, it kind of. Only a guy would think that he could not belong to a party and yet insist that his his way. Yeah, I mean, like if he w- <laughs> forgive if me, he's running for the for the Democratic to to be head of the Democratic Party, but he didn't switch his party affiliation. Well, he did briefly. Yeah, he did, he did briefly. Yeah, he switched back oh. and then he switched back again. Then he switched back. I mean, like <laughs> that's the thing. But it, like asking for money, like are they paying for the primary? Because if they were paying for the primary, then no. I can totally see that. that no, being not in fit. Florida. Don't. Yeah, no. That's so they just run by money. the state. Yeah, yeah. They, they, as far as I can tell, it's that's just a the, shakedown. That's the I ticket. Could be wrong. No, it's a ticket for the. Yeah. That's the, so like. Well, at they, least they're having one. Florida's having one. I think it's was it Kansas and Colorado. I forget the ones that have been canceled. So there are some what Midwest states. Yeah, that are having, four of them. The, I think yeah, so if far. if the Republican Party was paying for the Republican primary, then I would say, if you want to be on the ticket. Than paying like fifty grand to be on the presidential ticket, not that big a deal. But if they're not paying for it, then that's a whole different story. Yeah, no, I think it's ransom yeah. or rent or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Rent seeking. Yeah, rent seeking. Well, <laughs> I mean, jerks. That's basically what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and and part of the reason why I think uh, well can afford it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so can the Trump campaign. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the reasons why... Oh, no, if you're a resident, I don't think you have to pay. Just kidding. I have no idea if that... <laughs> I have no idea either. <laughs> you know he just changed his residence. Yes, so. yes. Well, the, I think he's re- begun to realize that New York doesn't like him. So... Um, no, it was the tax bill. Right. Um, so the... Um, I think one of the reasons why uh, the uh, political landscape in the United States... Uh, has become so problematic and has become so intractably intractably polarized like like just you know the 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 GOP politicians in the house for example just refuse to sort of grant any part of 
the premise of the impeachment hearings. Just like the whole process is is in their idea null and void and invalid from the get go. What you know, it's not like look, we understand why you're asking the questions, but you're wrong for X, you know, mm-hmm. or that's not useful evidence or whatever. They're just saying no. Like you, yeah. you know, why are you even asking these? It's questions? It's not even a real Im- hearing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and I think part of the reason why um, we're have we're in the trouble we're in as a nation is because our political system, uh, uh, the, le- the the laws governing our a lot of our elections and whatnot, have sort of come to assume that there will be two organized political parties called the Republicans and the Democrats. But neither party is actually you know a mandated. Uh, part of government, you know, they're not in the Constitution. They're not enshrined by any. Didn't kind Jefferson of... fear them or Hamilton? He did. Yeah, yeah they yeah, they yeah. feared the the yeah. yeah the growth of well f- the growth of factionalism and they and, all did yeah yeah factionalism and wisely parties. <laughs> well because you know uh, the idea of 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 political factions or or parties you could call them you know like you know. Different gangs with names that have political goals. I call it team sports, but okay. You, absolutely, <laughs> but I mean that's a very old thing. I mean, for example, uh, the the you've heard you've heard of the famous poet Dante Alighieri, who wrote the <laughs> Divine Comedy in the you know late 13th, early 14th centuries. He was an exile from his home city of Florence because he belonged to crap uh, the Ghibellines. Oh, I've forgotten it. But there's the Guelphs and the Ghibellines. <laughs> Too much turkey at Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. No. <laughs> the, the, the Guelphs and the Ghibellines, and they basically their fight was over, like, which form of political supremacy should we have? Should we have the Pope or the Emperor? <laughs> you know, and when one side or the other gained power in Florence— <laughs> They'd ban the other. <laughs> they would ban the other. Like, like there would be murders. People yeah. would be exiled. Dante, like, didn't go home for, like, the last, I think, 20 years of his life because it wasn't safe. You know, like his interest. That's a political party. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, so when people think like political parties, you know, that was what the founders are thinking of. Stuff like that, you know, and then the the later wars of religion, you know, the 30 years war wasn't that long ago. If you're living in the 1770s, it was about as long ago as the Civil War is here in the United States now. So it's fresh. Right. It's it's fresh enough. (laughs) And and, you know, the. The underlying issues kept it alive. You know, I mean, you know, none of us really think much about the War of 1812, which wasn't, which is only 50 years. I do once a year. Right. But I mean, July 4th when the pops play it. Right, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, that was 50 years before the Civil War. Yeah. So, and and after the revolution, I mean, the revolution still has some, some cachet in our popular culture. It's still something we think about and talk about, though it's not as contentious as the Civil War. But, you know, like the War of 1812, meh, you know, it's not a thing. Like what, what like the, the, the issues it pulls on, the emotions it catches, we don't really care about that much. So all of which is to, to say that today we have uh, these two political parties that have become absolutely central to how our government functions. Um, and unfortunately, one or of— Or central to how it doesn't function. Right. Well, that's the thing. Because one of them— Unfortunately, and we know which one I'm talking about. You're looking at me? I am. <laughs> one party, the people, like the, the elected leaders in that party, don't seem to be interested in actually 
running the government. They don't seem to be actually interested in the system of government. We want except, uh, to win. Ex- right, except to the extent that it benefits them. And as soon as it stops doing that, they're, they are happy to tear it down. And that's, you know, ultimately you wind up with no system of government when you do that. Well, the power to destroy is the power to control. Right. And and, and you and want... And the person who's willing to blow up right. the museum. Yeah, it's 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 tactics. And it, it, it'll it be interesting to see in two weeks sort of how the fellow addresses sort of that, you know, that devolvement into yeah. um, parties that don't function. And, and it becomes problematic because... Uh, a democracy, you know, a republic like we have, at least on paper, doesn't work when we don't have broad buy-in from different spectra of society, from different kinds of people with different kinds of interests and values and, and lived experiences and, and resources. I mean, you know, it's, it's complicated and it's difficult, but the idea that like, well, we're all broadly in this together— and yeah, we don't. It doesn't always go our way, but that's all right. You know that 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 doesn't. We, if that if we lose that, then we don't have a democracy. We can still have politics and power, but not a democracy. Were you the one who was making the argument? I don't, I forget who it was. I I apologize if it was one of you, and I'm forgetting that you told me this, but that um, earmarks actually are part of the problem. That because the earmarks are gone, that was me. Yeah. I was going to say that was yeah. genre, and yeah, I, thought, yeah. I, I thought, you know, now that you say that, <laughs> yeah, guess what's what's been gone for about what? Yeah, ten years now. That's, right? Yeah, uh, since, since yeah, about ten years since Obama like basically struck them out. If you can't uh, quid pro quo, one of the other raps was something, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that is, you know, that's the grease. One of one that's of the awful. main things. Well, one of the main jobs of a representative is to get the best. To get the funding and the best deals and the best and and represent their their constituents in a way that they will be prosperous. That like saying, "Hey, I'm going to build some. We'll we'll give you funding for this road, uh, like that that you've been asking for. If you sign this bill, it makes sense. It's just like it, it, like you just have to have like Swapsies. rules, yeah, about it." You know, like you can't, you can't just Port be like barrel politics. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> not, I mean, there is, but not a ton. Yeah. You know, like, you and just, I think it got out of control. Which it is went why. crazy. Yeah, yeah. They like backroom it wasn't even deals. Reviewed. Backroom deals are not bad. Backroom deals are not in- inherently bad. <laughs> they aren't. Well, I. It's when they. It's when they start hurting other people. See, and I think taking they, stuff away. I like, think they go bad because they're not in the sunlight. That's that's my perspective. The lack of accountability. Yeah, yeah. I could, I, but I yeah, understand I what you're saying. That, but like, they, I, I would agree. People need to like that's it's how people operate. They, people, especially people in power, they are inherently selfish. Well, and and if if Jamra and I are both political leaders, and I say Jamra, I will back your construction of a new highway to wherever in your area if you will back uh, the construction uh, or or the upgrading of the electrical power grid in mine you know which is going to cost you know money and stuff like that if we make that agreement openly in public well people might be like "Ah, i don't think that's a good idea but you know 
if it's just in the in the Senate coat room. Right. How I mean, like, can I like, quote like, Mick Mulvaney? Well, just, 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 like us making us making the same same agreement outside of the you know not on camera, like it still has largely the same effect. I mean, it's not utterly the same and there are other issues and, and it and is. And somebody says, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Right, right. But I mean, but in the end, we... But what did Mick Mulvaney say? Oh, Mick Mulvaney? Uh, he said <laughs> elections over have it. consequences? No, no. He said quid pro quo happens all the time. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. And he did also say elections have consequences. I yeah. think, At that. some well, point, that, but that was Everybody wasn't... says that. Everybody yeah. in the Republican Party yeah. says yeah. that. Well, Constantly. and that's what you guys are are arguing. Basically, is that that's the... well. There's there's some truth to that. I mean, what's the point of having elections if they don't have consequences? Oh no, no, I was on the, uh, the, the get over it. The <laughs> quid pro quo. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, as it's, long the, as you're not trading away the only national thing, security. The only th- the problem that we're having right now isn't isn't the fact that there was a quid pro quo because that happens in diplomacy constantly. It's because. You ever watch pr- Madam was... Secretary? That's the whole show. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> watch it constantly. I'm so sad it's getting it's going away. Oh, is it going to go away? It's got two episodes left. Yeah, <gasps> season, episode ten's the last episode. Six. episode uh, this six. is season six. six. Episode, episode ten of 10. season six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, episode ten is. I can't believe you guys both know that. I thought I was the only one oh, that watched I it. I watched that. Oh, it's such I a good show. Thing. Well, I'm you on. like Tia Leone too, right? Oh, yeah. Tia Leone is that amazing. too. <laughs> also, I like Superman. Oh okay, you mean Flagotus? Yeah, Phlegotus, yeah. Her, yeah. Her, the the man that plays her husband, um, Tim Daly. Tim Daly. Yeah. Uh, he he was the voice of Superman oh, in I Superman. Didn't know the that. Oh I, yeah, he was I've the first voice him. of Superman. And he's really good. Um, yeah. yeah, he was. He's an excellent voice actor. Yeah. Uh, and and they're yeah. actually involved. I think. Yes, too. they are. They, they in met. real life now. Oh, but, that um, I didn't know. Yeah, that's that's new, new issue. They yeah. have chemistry. That certainly makes sense. Yeah. You can nerd out over this show constantly, but <laughs> let's, <you> know, <laughs> let, but let's quid not bore pro our listeners. Quo yeah. is was fine, yes. and what you're arguing is it's fine. It's just when you trade away national security, exactly, to, in order to get money for yourself or something. Well, yeah. All right. So there, I, I've, there, there are two issues in terms of the president being impeached. Uh, you know. Uh, you withdraw your missiles from Cuba and we will take our <laughs> missiles out of Turkey. Like, that's a quid pro quo. And, you know, not having nuclear missiles in Cuba benefits U.S. national security. Yep. And giving up nuclear missiles that we've put in Turkey, uh. like, that doesn't really hurt it that much. And it's certainly, you can understand why the Russians want that. Yeah. So, like, okay, we each are getting something that is valuable to us not, you know, nukes at very close range are not there anymore. That's good. How about hostages, arms for hostages? Uh, that was bad for several reasons, not yeah, least of which it was illegal. violating. <laughs> it was illegal. It was yeah, like Congress, Congress had, had voted. Do yeah. not do this. And, yeah. and Congress does get to make that kind of decision. And they get to make decisions about foreign aid. Right, exactly. Um, and that was why what President Trump did was so problematic. Because I, I don't want to go reasons. into a whole long thing yeah. here, but allegedly he, did well, in it. Well, he admitted it. He's, he said this is what happened. But uh, and Mick Mulvaney confirmed it at that press conference. The issue is if it's a bad thing that he did it. Well, he uh, yes. And and it's a bad thing because he wasn't doing something that was, you know, to advance the interests of the United States. He was doing something to advance the interests of his own his opponent, his own political <laughs> fortunes and he was exceeding his authority to do so yeah it wasn't even that like he had discretion 
to do this. He uh, because Congress had voted the aid to go to the Ukraine, and yes, presidents can say, you know, I think we should put a hold on this or whatever. There are ways to do that. He didn't, do and it. he didn't follow those procedures. So quick quid pro quo. So Lindsey Graham wants to get reelected. He does. So he opened a hearing into Biden and asked for documents. Yep. Is that the same kind of quid pro quo? Uh, It's to advance. Arguably, yes. Because Trump's going to treat him better if he tries to take out Biden. That's why people don't like it. Like if if it was a... yeah, it, it, it's 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 very craven. It, well, it's easy to see how how corrupt it can become. Yeah, and it's, he's not good at this. And so, what if Lindsey Graham did it so that he would take it out of the impeachment channel, and because he's a friend of Biden, is actually just doing it to take it off the docket? I good or bad? I have no idea. How I don't, I, I don't get how that works. Because he's done it under his other committee, which isn't the impeachment. Committee. Right, because he's in the Senate. So yeah. he's taking. So basically, he's taking the heat out of the basically the object of the Biden thing and taking it into and putting it into another hearing. In that he, well, not even a hearing. He's just asked another, for the documents. Well, I mean, the the thing is that that doesn't take it away from the yeah. impeachment thing. But you so can make the argument we're working on that. You're, that's all set. You know, look away. I don't think so. Yeah, if, if, in fact, I don't think that would be accepted by the by yeah. the um, Congress, by especially the the GOP yeah. Congress. But he's the chairman of that committee, I, so he I, can I, control it. I think it's actually the the opposite. He's attempting. It the, looks the opposite. Be, I'm just because asking what President what Trump not. specifically wanted was a public announcement of an investigation of Joe Biden. Once that was done, he didn't care what, what, if anything else happened. He just wanted there to be, you know, a news story, a thing that was out there where people would think, oh, Biden's being investigated by the Ukraine for corruption. That is true. Lindsey just gave the president and, that. And, and that Lindsey Graham just did that. Yeah. So, and it's not as good as like, oh, but it's another country. Like, we didn't have anything to do with it. They have their own concerns. They're a sovereign nation, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's a big part of. But why. I just was wondering if you thought if Lin- depending on what you think the motivation of Lindsey Graham is changes what the. Uh, I do think it motivation it, matters. I, I do think it might actually fall under the same kind of, you know, uh, uh, offering a thing of value in exchange for performance of official duties with corrupt intent, which is what makes bribery. So yeah, technically, I think this or might extortion. qualify. Yeah. Well, bribery specifically yeah. is the thing they're 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 is is the federal crime they're talking about, uh, because of course bribery is also explicitly mentioned under uh, impeachable offenses in the Constitution. <clears throat> so, um, and I would say, well, actually, we're going to take a break in a minute, so uh, we can talk more about quid pro quos and how uh, how good they work. <laughs> well, uh, I I would I I would I, I'm going to leave us with this. Uh, while we go into the break and you guys can think about how to tell me I'm wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In unison. In unison, yeah. Yeah. Make a little song. Um, But uh, fundamentally, the point of of politics, uh, what it's about, is figuring out what a group, our collective, however you want to define that, our family, our 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 nation, our city, you know, whatever, we have surplus resources. What are we going to do with them? Because we don't have endless surplus resources. We have scarcity. 
So we have to prioritize what we do with what we have. And how do we, how do we resolve that? Uh, who gets to make those decisions? And uh, yeah, so there's a whole process involved and a whole bunch of assumptions there. And uh, you guys at home can think about them too while we take a short break to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Uh, and, you know, maybe give thanks for, uh, you know, our health and prosperity and victory at Gettysburg. So uh, this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen, high blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke, and you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. For all the best in Americana, check out Roots & More Tuesday morning from 7 to 9. From blues, folk and rock to Cajun, Zydeco and alternative country, Roots and More brings you emerging artists, new releases and older favorites. Tune in Tuesday morning from 7 to 9 on Valley Free Radio. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Forbes Library offers free access to computers, and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. 
call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage in Our Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org slash donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. And we're back with more free speech in the Pioneer Valley. It's civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow, still in love with the sound of my own voice. And that's Sue Timberlake there, (laughs) John Roberts over there. That's what your Thanksgiving was. (laughs) (laughs) Just me talking on and on and on. I'm pretty sure mom fell asleep. Yeah. your family's used to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ta- yeah, it's interesting what your family used to. I didn't even think of it from that angle. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, the the cat doesn't seem to mind, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm 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 thankful for family, and I'm thankful that there are listeners out there listening. Uh, I know there's I don't know how many, but a, a few hundred, and I certainly appreciate that. Um, and we were going to – Sue, you wanted to pivot to talking about uh, how we talk about our differences with each other, you know, uh, at the family dinner table or online. Um, and, and So I'm, I'm just reminded, I uh, – like last week I uh, read an, a good article on the a site called The Root – uh, where Michael Harriet basically uh, uh, criticized uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg for some of his comments about uh, the value of education and how uh, the African American community in this country uh, uh, doesn't talk about that or doesn't get it right or whatever. He just doesn't know when to shut up. Yeah. Mayor Although Pete. he yeah, gave yeah. the money from Kavanaugh's lawyers back today, he had gotten money from Kavanaugh's lawyers and he gave it back. Who's okay. Kavanaugh? Um, Chief, uh, I mean, Supreme Court. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's Who knew awkward. we even got money? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so so uh, uh, I uh, that's tweeted. That's the problem with not having a lot of experience. I right. think you, you forget to look to see who the donors are. So I tweeted out a couple of thoughts about that article. And they are, you know, there if you want to look. You know, I don't know that they're that interesting. But the, uh, per se. But the thing that struck me Your is. Your told me they were really good. Right. <laughs> I just gave him catnip. Uh, <laughs> but I, I happened to catch sort of a wave of interest. And so that tweet, that, that the, the, those three tweets of mine were seen by 122,000 people last I checked. And 
you know, I don't know exactly how many listeners we have on this show, but we definitely don't have more than 100,000. <laughs> Wait, what? These tweets that you've that went viral and I didn't article? know? Apparently. And I mean, I, I like, and I'm sure that like there's going viral and there's probably much bigger, bigger ways of going viral. Those than that. Ruskies probably tuned right into what right, you exactly. said. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's good because I, I got to spend those rubles somehow. Um, and the tweets were? Oh, just me saying, like, I agree with this article. It reminds you of something George Carlin said, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, I, I, I don't want to, believe it or not, I actually don't want to turn it into just sort of me blathering on about opinions oh, okay. I've already expressed. But uh, I, I, I 120,000 people want to know. I, <laughs> Inquiring minds. Well, and, and I just realized, like, I'm almost 50 years old, and I literally. You baby. I have literally <laughs> never been seen in the same way. But, but to that extent, ever before in my life, this is the most sort of contact or connection or even momentary effect I've had. You're going to run for office, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> ever. It, it's just mind-blowing to me, yeah. really, you know? Yeah. And I'm just, wow. Yeah. And and you want to know how you tapped a nerve. In some ways, I bet you're really curious about. I am in why, some ways really curious. And why I, that in particular of all the things that are out there? In the I, world. I think it has to do with Mr. Harriet's audience rather yeah. than me. Uh, but it also uh, it was interesting to sort of see the responses I had to that. And uh, so, it, again, led me to think about how do we talk about these things? And Twitter is because it's limited to. Uh, 240 character utterances, which you can string 280. together. 280. 280? Yeah, they doubled it, right? One, pre- oh, yes, you're right. You're to... right. Thank you for the correction. So it's not 288. No, it's, it used to be 140. Now it's 280. Oh, I thought it was 140. 280. Um, so, uh, you know, like, like it's not necessarily the best format, but I apparently at least the, it's not impossible to catch the interest of over 100,000 people. Every once in a while, you catch that big wave. Right. And, <laughs> and and think about it. In terms of the polity just of the United States, where we have over 100 million voters, that is peanuts. That's, that's, a, that's a drop in the bucket just of the U.S., but much less the whole so world. But fragmented that's big. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just the idea that, like, I could expect to command the attention of... Well, even that many people, much less a majority, you know. I mean, the Nielsen ratings for some of those cable channels. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, C-SPAN. You know, how many people watch actually watch <gasps> hey, C-SPAN? Hey, watch it. Right. <laughs> right. You and like five other people. But, you know, but you're the right five people. Yeah. We have our own dance party. We know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I, 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 that leads to how do we talk about things? And and, so and the way we model these behaviors and how, the labels we use. And that was something I know you talked about in part because of something Genre did? Yeah. Genre has a podcast. I know. It's Oh, you mean besides civil so politics. Many, so many podcasts. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> I Shouldn't Have to Say This? Is that how it's, it? Uh, yeah. It's called I Shouldn't Have to Say This. I started it with my friend Nicole uh, um, a few months ago. We're up to episode seven because we do two episodes a month. Uh, and this last episode was called Rhetoric with Your Family. It was very good. And I, I didn't know about the Graham um, scale and argument. And it, it was it was very interesting. I found it interesting. Graham scale? Graham scale of... Um, Graham's um, basically pyramid of, arc- of argument. It's a um, hier- hierarchy of disagreement. This is not the fellow who made the cracker, not Sylvester. Yeah. Or the telephone. Right. Or the senator. 
Or Antonio Gramsci, the uh, famous Marxist My commentator. God. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. So what you're I, telling me something I don't know. So tell me about. Yeah. It. So it's so it's very interesting. But it 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 was raised this week because Thanksgiving, a lot of people get together with members of their family that they don't always have a lot in common with, and uh, you know my my example of you know my family where this part of the family is actually quite progressive and. Um, you know, I come from a much more conservative piece of the family, but I'm in, living in Western Mass. So when in Western Mass, do as the do as the Romans do. But I'm quite curious. Did you get lie on a, on your side at a bench on the table and eat little <laughs> grapes? Food? Yeah. yeah, somebody has to peel them for me. Lark's though. tongues. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, John's podcast was really a debate about how you approach it. And is Nicole your co? Is she co-host? Co-host? Yes. Um, you know, sort of, is she from this area or is she from... She an- is actually from Illinois. Oh, Illinois. She's from okay. Chicago. Yeah, I would have guessed she was from another part of the country, but yeah. I didn't know that for sure. Uh, yeah, we uh, we met online, actually. Yeah. So, um, but very interesting. It made me think about uh, a lot of different things. But before we go to that, I was just going to ask, um, I know, Mike, you don't want to talk about your 120,000 followers, but we're... we're, we're <laughs> I think I actually picked up one Twitter follower because of that. <laughs> he got 533 likes. Yeah. So um, so were the comments hostile? Were they good? Were they... A few I of mean, them were hostile. A few, uh, Many of them were like, darn tootin', fellow liberal traveler. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But in so... You, and were you able to look at pretty much all the comments? Or? Yeah, because I, I think there were only like a dozen people actually who bothered to po- post Put a comment. To you know, a bunch of people retweeted and basically just said, yep. And a few yep. people were like, God, look at this dumb liberal and his dumbness. You know, and a... Uh, 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 and as Twitter I said, is a weird is uh, a weird magical place. Well, and, and as I said, you know, I did feel like they really see me. They know me <laughs> for who I am. I am a dumb liberal. <laughs> well, and that that way of communicating, um, Twitter, versus you know, email, which yep. has a little bit longer, and whether you're in caps or or short or brief or at work, you know, all those ways that we talk to each other, and then you go to Thanksgiving, and you actually sitting across the table from somebody with a you know, sharp knife and fork and all that process. So, um, I so have a drumstick and I'm not afraid <laughs> to use it. <laughs> well, and the you know the fight over dark meat and you yeah. know so on and so forth. Um, so, it 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 was interesting to hear because um, John and Nicole were ne- were sort of negotiating how you, even they were negotiating how you talk about it. Yeah. With with your family, and so if people get a chance to hear it, they probably find it really yeah, helpful. Yeah, our our dynamic is is interesting. As um, uh, she is she is a revolutionary, <laughs> um, she is a uh, she is a true leftist. Yeah, burn um, your bridges kind of person. Not really burn your bridges. Uh, she actually talks well, about not if you're going to need the bridge again, but if you. <laughs> she she actually she actually uh, talks about this in in another. Um, episode that we have uh, about the morality of voting uh she is um the way that she described herself is that uh she wants the the best for the most people so she if there's like the she doesn't want to like run over people or or burn burn people down on the way to the perfect society she wants to bring people with with us like she so it's not it's not good enough to um it's not good enough to get to the the 
the society where everybody's taken care of, you still need to take care of the people along the way to get to that society. So if it takes longer to do that, but it hurts less people, then that is what she's for, which I think is very good. Yeah. Oh, you don't. She's saying don't build utopia on the mass graves of our sacrifices on the way. Yeah. We, Weakling. The, <laughs> I mean, this is the this is this is why we um, want to start it. Utopia for whom I have to ask. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's a Republican. Well, yeah. Well, she is a she's. I don't know if she'd call herself a socialist. She no, she's a socialist. So uh, she, you know, she fights with her capitalist parents. You know, yeah. or discusses. Yeah, stuff. and that was in the um, in the podcast. Yeah. So I mean, the our dynamic our dynamic is that she is she is more to the left than i am uh like i i don't know where i'd fall in in the liberal versus leftist spectrum probably closer to leftist at this point um but so she goes uh in places and i go to other places and and having having that discussion between two people that are solidly on the left and saying things that we that some people assume are true and maybe not or saying things that uh aren't really discussed uh within that circle is is something that we thought was important so that's that is the basis of this of of this podcast is not on the radio is uh at say this cast dot pinecast dot co or you can follow twitter it's at say this cast uh so we have so the episode that you're talking about is the rhetoric with your family is basically we have two parts one is a uh how to talk to your liberal family or your neoliberal family and the other part is how to talk to your crazy conservative fa- family <laughs> um and i note the adjective but. yeah <laughs> exactly so uh <laughs> yeah we're, I had we're to, suckers for alliteration yeah i had to turn down my um um my meter a little bit just to listen to the parts about the conservative. I mean, the, so. the mm. thing is that, like, I was talking to you about this, uh, it, the, 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 the definition of conservative so important. in, in yeah. this country right now does not fit you, which is unfortunate. And I really dislike it because it's not really conservative. They're not, they're like people who are, who describe themselves as conservative. They're not conservative. They're not conservative. They're, they're Trumpists. Oh, they're spending money or, like there's no tomorrow. Exactly. They're it makes no large sense. Large government. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, and so the fact that they picked that name. Well, it's the evolution could, of well, it. And we could I, probably fight about definitions a whole nother show. Well, so. and, well, conservative uh, in a democracy is different from when the word conservative as a political term first came into use, which was the conservatives were the monarchists, the ones who believed in the the, the right of the Habsburg emperor to rule absolutely over the Habsburg empire. That's a different example. country. Right, exactly. But, I, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, in, in Britain, you know, the conservatives were the, it was the conservative and unionist party. They were in favor of, like, holding on to Northern Ireland and direct rule and more power for the monarchy and... You know, stuff like that. It's a totally different view to be a conservative in the United States and say, we think, well, I mean, what what does it mean? More power should devolve to the states or more power should be vested in the executive? One or the other. But either way, it's quite different from we believe that the emperor rules through the fiat of God and we support Hit, you know that divinely vested authority yes. like it's just different but yes. we're still using the same word well and <laughs> high crimes and misdemeanor 
is actually a term of art from Britain, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with what we are meaning by it. But they took it because of what it meant over there, and that's a that's a bit of a problem because yeah. Yeah. the you know it's got very different definition in, in the UK than it has yeah. here. And as I think we pointed out, and like, we mischaracterize it here because like, we're saying, oh, misdemeanor, that's like a minor crime. Right. It's like no, that's not what those three words right. mean right. together. Well, it's not a legal definition. It has no legal here. There's precedent. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and 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 the idea of like you know. It would be a high crime or misdemeanor for a president to say, you know what, now that I've been elected, I'm just going to go hang out on the beach in Hawaii and I'm not going to answer the phone and screw y'all, I'm just going to cash my checks. And be like, okay, but we need a president to do things and you're not doing them. That would be a perfectly valid reason to impeach someone. But it ain't illegal to hang out on the beach in Hawaii. (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah. So, go ahead, John. So, uh, just going back to that, just... um the so when we are talking about speaking to your family like discussing politics with your family not my family um, not your family in the one's family the, the royal the royal discussing your, the issues of the day with one's yeah. family yes. it's <laughs> um there are different tactics and different different ways to speaking to different people like where they are on the political spectrum and and their age uh because th- relating to people communicating with people of different stripes and different ages and where they are where they are in life is can be fraught you know uh it can be very it can be very difficult uh quickly the when when talking to like your liberal parents or your or your um or liberals usually you you should follow more protocol like be respectful don't interrupt don't argue just like the the Grimm's um, hierarchy of of disagreement, like you don't go for ad hominems or insults. You keep your you you keep it high. <laughs> you keep on the high road. Um, and no and name sh- calling exactly. Showed showed some sort of deference to protocol. Don't respond to the tone, even if it's this awful. is something that <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, yeah, interesting older older people really respect. Um, uh, so when you know we said boomers like that's <laughs> something i know that in my life like the like the boomers that i know would would respond better to that with uh conservatives and again we are talking about the popular term the popular definition of conservative Only the, clo- among liberals. the colloquials no <laughs> but um the colloquialism i can never say that word um the people that self-describe as conservatives but are deep into the Republican Party as it is now. Um, that is just, if you if you gotta, then go for it. Um, but don't, thi- don't think that you have to. And if you gotta, then uh, don't push because people dig in. Just say your points. Meet, like, if they start yelling, then you keep calm because that'll drive them nuts. That's pretty much it. Yeah. No, good show, very good yeah. show. I thought. Um, I think the the best thing about the uh, I the thing I really like about our show is that we have a little story um, or skit in the at the beginning of a, of each episode that gives an example of. Yeah, I the, love that family. Yeah, I did a little <laughs> bit of voice acting. With, yeah, yeah, no, that was very that was but, very fun. Yeah, I think speaking with your family, um, if there is if there is disagreement, is can be very can be very difficult. Well, this is something that um, I just I thought I'd just say this. I know we're coming probably up towards the end here, but um, arguing with someone because it's fun 
exposing your opponent, pushing their buttons because it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, those are really Trump tactics. You know, that is what he does to folks, too. And it's interesting, you know, sort of that it is a tactic and that it's a it's a it, it's the ability to uh, you. You mentioned a book when we first came on the air, I think, um, a couple of years ago, where it was about how you can't argue with people that aren't really arguing if it's just for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the title of it, but you I'm know. I'm not sure I remember either. But. Yeah, yeah, and it was good. It was a little short. Yeah. Thing. I mean, the, I will say that that when we're talking about like um, if you want to argue for fun, then argue for fun because some people just enjoy that. Sometimes I enjoy that. Some families. Um, that's, sometimes like I yeah. go online, I'm bored. So I'm like, I look I, and I'm like, hey, this person's wrong. I'm going to tell them why. But usually when it's coming from a left leaning source it's in in response uh you say hey we shouldn't put people in cages and then someone says yeah but they broke the law and you know that they're not going to change their mind so now you can just you're that lets that that frees you up (laughs) (laughs) you know like if you want to argue with them if you want to just like know what you're in for no Yeah. yeah i mean that's the thing like if you like arguing if you like just messing with people because they have terrible opinions like slavery wasn't that bad okay you know it's like that that's that's the thing like if if you have people like that in your life and you want to just mess with them then at that point then i think it's fine well i think part of the issue oh and we really do need to, to wrap up but i think I, I think part of the uh the issue is for example when uh right-wingers often say like oh debate me you know uh, aoc debate me about your crazy socialist positions and whatnot and uh uh debate like the idea of thinking about it as a fight that somehow you can win or lose you know like it's fisticuffs or whatever it's like that's not really a helpful way to to really, really talk not. about it. i mean debate ultimately can be useful as a way of sort of understanding how other people think and seeing understanding your own thinking more clearly and it can be persuasive because you're considering ideas but the, the way it's often pitched as is as a basically a, a fight except you're using words instead of fists and yeah. it's just well and I want to um, do- dominate you or best you or, or beat right. you or you know demean you or whatever the goal is yeah. right it's, it's not just about persuading it's about breaking you and yeah a lot that, of that's that, going in Congress de- right now it's terrible well and and debate doesn't can't really do that like it can be a helpful way of, of, of diagnosing what you think but not actually changing it anyway we do need to wrap up so that's going to do it for civil politics tonight here on valley free radio uh there will be podcasts of this uploaded to our various streaming services soon and uh you know please do check out uh uh, us uh not only on our website civilpoliticsradio.com but also other planetside podcasts right so happy thanksgiving everyone and uh, we'll be back next week good night Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.